0: Heard the rest. Now here's the best. Stay tuned, sports. Podcast. And hello there, all you stay tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo here, back again, alone. Just like most of the weeks, but hey, you know, we still have fun with this these shows. All the sports talk and everything. Some exciting stuff going on. Um, as we're on the air now, recording for the show for tomorrow, a lot of baseball talk, um, new proposals being sent supposedly, the rumors just like the past 3-4 weeks, are there, is there going to be a baseball season? I still am not sure, I don't think there will be but also we have a former NFL quarterback trying his hand in baseball as well and it's kind of a Um, A quarterback you probably didn't think And no, it's not Kaepernick And then um, I saw um, I believe ESPN Start to uh, Put out some of their um, Best players of the decade For each NFL team And I went through some of those I'm going to touch on the Eagles today Possibly next week I'll go to, you know another NFC East team or something like you know something like that. But before all that, head over to Twitter, follow us there at St Sports Podcast, as well as our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. All our videos that we're going to be going live eventually within the next few weeks uh, will be put on there. And um, so, like I said uh, earlier today, I'm going to kind. of jump forward here for a second. Earlier today came out that the MLB players and the owners were close to an agreement um, to have a, a, a season this year. Now, the reason why I bring this up is because just yesterday, the commissioner actually came out and said he was not too positive that there's going to be a baseball season. Even though three weeks ago, he said he was very confident that there would be a baseball season this year, and felt like the, the players um, and, uh, and the owners could get a deal done. Now, of course, a lot of players came out and, and bashed the commissioner saying, you know, just tell us where and when you want us to play, just give us our full pay, and You know we'll have a season now through this whole ordeal basically the owners want to play as little amount of games as possible whereas the players want to play as many games now the last proposal that was sent uh, i believe late last week was uh, 76 games with i believe 75 percent of the ball player's salary being paid out Now with this latest situation that happened yesterday with the commissioner, the Players Association director, Tony Clark, was comment saying, this latest threat is just one more indication that Major League Baseball has been negotiating in bad faith since the beginning. This has always been about extracting additional pay cuts from players, and this is just another day and another bad faith tactic in their ongoing campaign you know when and when he said that I started thinking about this whole thing that that's been going on now go back to march owners made an agreement with the players that they would give them 100% of their salaries now all of a sudden with the pandemic going on longer than expected uh the the, the owners come out oh, we're going to lose you know, millions and billions of dollars if we have a season. It's almost like the the owners are lowballing the players, hoping that the players don't accept any of it. And that way they could turn around and say, well, we tried. The owners or the, 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 the players just didn't want to do it. Now... I've been, obviously, on the player side this whole time. I mean, back in March, you made an agreement. should stick to your agreement. And with the commissioner coming out and saying that, oh, I don't know now, there, there might not be a, a season now, just tells me, it's kind of like reiterates that feeling. It's kind of his last bluff to try a strong, a strong arm the players into agreeing to a deal that they don't want. And I, I don't blame the players. Now, also, the funny part about this thing is, almost every proposal that has been sent between the players to the union and vice versa has had some type of playoff uh, setup in it you know to have the playoffs to figure out who's the the champion of the the season owners are going to lose billions of dollars millions of dollars but yet they just signed a playoff TV deal with Turner uh, Network for over a billion dollars so what's your excuse now I mean there's how you you know break even I mean no one's going to make money this year no one Maybe the NFL because they're talking about still having fans in the stadium which I I, I don't know if they're going to do that. I don't know if they they would do a will fill up half the stadium for social distancing type deal, but if you had the playoffs in Major League Baseball, that's how you'll make your money back or at least not lose as much money so if I'm, if I'm the players I'm sticking to my guns now kind of fast forwarding back to today uh, rumors flown around about a possible deal being agreed to which that came out two hours ago and then the player association came right out and said don't believe anything on Twitter or Facebook there's no deal even close but there is a proposal out there <clears throat> and what it is, as of right now, 60 games in 70 days. The season would start July 19th or 20th. The players would get their full prorated salaries, which is the main reason they've been doing, you know, going for this whole time. And expand the playoffs this year as well as next year, and also waiving any potential grievances. Now that last part came out yesterday after the commissioner. Said he wasn't sure if there'd be a season or not. And Tony Clark, who's been reiterating himself every time, saying that's his bad faith um, negotiations, they could file a grievance if there's no season because of that deal they made back in March with the owners. So I really think the the owner or the, the ball players have all the. All the power now. Now, the only part of that proposal I don't like, and I've said it multiple times, is the 60 games. I don't think that's enough games to play to figure out who is the best. And, you know, this and that. Like, I saw one stat today. uh, Garrett Cole, last season, in the first 30, 40 games, he was... You know, th- uh, 3 and 5 with a 348 ERA, and then the rest of the way he had a 1.78 ERA. So there's gonna be a lot of pitchers that are known to start slow that normally come on late that this is gonna affect. Now, how does that change your um, thinking as far as a coach? Do you try to get your starter as many starts as you can? Like instead of doing a five-day rotation, do you try to do a a three-day rotation? And just to get him warmed up, ready for the playoffs? You know, either way, obviously they're not playing 162 games. They're not playing 100 games. I think 80 games is very hard to figure out how to do now since we're already halfway through June. I think if anything this is going to show who's the best coach out there to be able to steer your team through this this mess and you know also I read um, an article by Buster Only on ESPN talking about how Major League Baseball really both as players and owners screwed this up Because they could have been the first team or first sports uh, league to be back out there on TV, you know, showing how, like, paving the way for the NFL, the NCAA, the NBA to bring you know sports back. And here we are, mid-June, and they're still fighting over how many games, how much money. Partly, I I do blame the commissioner, but, you know, he does work for the owners, so he's only a mouthpiece for the owners. I wish he would have stayed by, you know, stood his ground with what he said, you know, three weeks ago that he's confident, but to spin around and just say, you know, I'm just not sure if uh, we're going to have a season this year, but hopefully we do have a season, you know. As the show goes on, I'll keep an eye out to see if they do come to an agreement. And you guys will be the first to hear about it. Now, in the beginning of the show, I talked a little bit about um, a former NFL quarterback trying his hand in some baseball. Christian Hackenberg, former Penn State quarterback, former New York Jets quarterback, former Philadelphia Eagles quarterback, I mean, everywhere. Is gonna try his luck at baseball. Now, I'll give a little, a little background of his baseball history, because I just always thought, you know, the way he played football—that's all he did. He actually was a relief pitcher at Fork Union Mil- Military Academy in Virginia, and he mainly pitched as a really uh, relief pitcher. Obviously, he was a terrible quarterback in the NFL and in the uh, AAF League. I mean, those guys at the AAF League were third-string players, and he couldn't even keep his starting job there. Word is that he has a, a very fast fastball, 90 miles an hour, but he's erratic, just like his... His career. I don't know how this is going to end up, but the the thing is, when I saw that he had an erratic fastball, first thing I thought of was Major League Baseball Vaughn, Ricky Vaughn, when uh, they tried him out as a closer and took off the, the guy's head. But I just don't see how this guy is going to. Work out as far as a pitcher, especially you know, you think about how hard it is now to make it into the major league uh, baseball. He was a relief pitcher before he came to Penn State, and now he's going to try to make it as a pitcher a good what? four years after he last pitched. So I don't think Christian Hackenberg is going to even make it. I mean, think about it. Tim Tebow, who is a a better athlete than Hackenberg is. is just barely getting up to AAA now. And he's been going at baseball for three, four years now. It's just, I, I just found it funny that he wanted to, to give it a go. I mean, I, kudos to him for not giving up um, his his dream to be a sports athlete but sometimes it's just not meant to be and I I believe this is one of those that is not meant to be and you know if it, it turns out that I'm wrong congrats to him but much like his his career I think his NFL career I think he's gonna crash and burn worse than Michael Jordan did with the White Sox So, ESPN this past week started a list of top players for each team for the decade. So obviously me with being an Eagles fan, I uh, went right there. I want to see who they had and if I agreed with it. Now, ESPN had Jason Pierce as the best player of the decade for the Eagles. Just give you a little bit of stats for him. I mean, he's a six-time Pro Bowler and has been named on the the Pro Football Hall of Fame All-Decade team. I love Jason Peters, and I'll be honest, with the Brandon Brooks um, injury that happened this past week, I won't be surprised if we sign him now. And not to get off subject here, but what I would like to see the Eagles do is sign Jason Peters and move Dillard over to right guard. Help him learn a little bit over there and then you could always bounce him out. I mean, let's not forget that when Lane Johnson got drafted, he was supposed to be the heir apparent to Jason Peters, but he had to learn a little bit. And now we got our our right tackle solidified. Brandon Brooks, I mean, this this scares me. His, His second Achilles tear in a year and a half, it's a lot of money we gave them for an extension. Hopefully, you know, I know Jason Peters towards uh, Achilles a couple years ago, so hopefully, Brandon Brooks can bounce back as well. Now back to the the, the all decade team. I like Jason Peters. Have always liked them. I mean, I always tell a story about mean, O'Brien being down the, the Eagles-Redskins game when Nick Foles threw an interception and got blindsided and Peters just took the guy out, took him all the way into the stands, almost throwing punches. I mean, there's a reason why he was called the bodyguard. And to be an undrafted tight end, switch over to left tackle, first, and he's, he's got to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. And I'm not saying that because I'm an Eagles fan, but he was he is one of the best left tackles in the league. That being said, I went with Zach Ertz. I mean, you think about past few years how important he's been to this team. Um, I mean, just two years ago, he set the record for most catches in a season with a 116. Uh, for a tight end, he beat out Jason Wynn. He's a three-time Pro Bowler, which, like I said, Peters is a six-time Pro Bowler. And let's not forget the big touchdown he made in the Pro Bowl or uh, the Super Bowl. Before you all jump on me, oh, he fumbled. No, across the plane. Once crosses the plane, it's a dead ball. You think about how much of a security blanket he is for Carson Wentz and for Nick uh, Nick Foles when we went on the Super Bowl uh, run there. He's a mismatch for linebackers and corners. I mean, you can line them up anywhere. And maybe I'm just being biased because I'm more of an offensive guy. Like You know, it's hard to tell left left tackle, hey, go out and, you know, run and catch a, a five-yard out or whatnot. But, yeah, Zach Ertz, I mean, and he's due for a big contract, and you know, we talked about George Kittle a couple weeks ago, looking at 16 17 million. I don't want to see Zach Ertz walk. I would pay him the 15 16 million, because I think he's that important to the team. Until we get some better receivers on the outside there. He's already, I think I saw like fifth as far as receiving yards in, in Eagle history, and he's only been in the league for four or five years. You know, and it's just hard to not put him as the best Eagle of this de- decade. I know you know, if I if O'Brien hears this or whatever, he's gonna say about Nick Foles. But fan favorite, yeah, he's definitely the fan favorite of, of the decade. I mean, Jesus, he helped bring the Super Bowl to us. But so does Zach Ertz. So that's my opinion about the best player of the decade for the Eagles. Uh, ESPN had, also had Fletcher Cox as a um, honorable mention. If had it comes to defense. I'm surprised Malcolm Jenkins wasn't picked over Fletcher Cox. I like Fletcher Cox, but you think about last season, he started very slow. That whole defensive line started very slow. Yes, he draws a lot of um, double teams and triple teams, but Malcolm Jenkins was the heart and soul of that, that defense, much like Brian Dawkins. Played every defense snap, never missed a game and help set up those, you know, inexperienced corners the best he could. So to reiterate, I definitely would take Malcolm Jenkins as my defensive player of the decade for the Eagles, as well as Zach Ertz for my offensive player of the decade. Now, before we go... I want to talk a little bit about um, Amanda Nunez and UFC. So, she came out this past week and was talking about possibly retiring. You know, financially, she said she's in a good position. Um, her and her girlfriend are expecting a daughter, I believe, soon. I definitely kid, kid, but I'm pretty sure she said a daughter. And, uh is okay with walking away from UFC as the double champ defending both belts. And you know what? I don't blame her. Because think about it. Who else is there other than Shevanko to face? She beat one of the best, if not the best, in Chris Cyborg. And not just beat her, just embarrass her. She destroyed Ronna Rousey, who helped bring women's MMA to UFC, and what you know. On, also, the other hand, you know, you're not, you don't know everything behind closed doors. And even though she said she said financially, how much if it is financial? I mean, we already saw John Jones, Jorge Masvidal, complain about their pay. Henry uh, Sujudo complained about his pay in a way said that he would come out of retirement for the right price. Um, Connor, Connor saying that, you know, he's retired because there's no one out there to fight. I I still don't believe that. I think we'll see him in September, but I could see a man Nunez walking away at the top of her game. I mean, she's done everything. Dana White joking around saying that you know he'd kill her if, if she walked away. But hey, according to you, Dana, they're, they're independent contractors, so which means they could do whatever they want. Whenever they want. So. So before I go, let me just check Twitter real quick, see if there's any updates about the baseball season. But before we go, head over to Twitter. Follow us there at ST Sports Podcast. As well as liking our Facebook page And subscribing to our YouTube channel um, For everybody that came to the Live airing of the show here Thank you for coming um, As far as baseball There's nothing new just yet So I guess we'll have to wait till next week To talk a little more about this Whether they come to an agreement or not But till next week this is your good friend Jibbo, signing out.